Right when you thought it couldn't get any better, it does. Hello, everyone, and welcome to PIM Podcast, Partners in Marriage. I'm your host, Dr. J. It's always good to be with you, and I hope that you are learning something, getting something special. Hey, little nuggets, just something to get you moving a little further on in your relationship today. Hey, don't never mind the noise you hear in the background. It's just going to happen. Uh, this is a busy day, busy time, and that sound lets me know there's an emergency. Not only is there an emergency going on around me out here somewhere, there's probably one going on in your life as well. I mean, I'm looking at the number of folk who are going through in marriages, uh, the suicide, uh, more. There were twice as many suicides in our country than there were homicides. People were voluntarily taking their lives. We got to think about that. But I want to deal with something today, uh, and I want you to go to our website because we're adding new material uh, starting next week, some more things dealing with the mind, the heart, the mentality of who you are and what marriage is. So my question today is, what does marriage look like to your spouse? Got that? Not to you. What does marriage look like and feel like to your spouse? I learned something long ago in my marriage. It was kind of funny when folks said it. We, guys would laugh about it. And one guy said, look, I, I'm the head of my house, but my wife's the neck and she can turn me any way she wants to. Uh, so, you know, we have these kind of sayings all the time. Uh, one guy said, uh, I'm the head of my household and my wife gave me permission to say so. <laughs> so we, we cut up with some of those things. But I learned a long time ago, there is some truth to this. And that is going beyond the have 50-50 deal to make sure that your spouse and your marriage is going somewhere. Now, guys, I'm hoping the next time I come on with you, I can bring my wife on. She is basically kind of shy when it comes to this kind of talking in front of cameras and people. That's not her forte. Now, homegirl can talk with you one-on-one -on -one in a counseling session for Four people, she's on it. But I need you to see what I'm talking about. We learned, I learned early on in our relationship that love had looked right to her. I had to understand what her love language was and what love looked like and felt like to her. It really was important for me to do that for her. In other words, all of us have emotional tanks. Now, let me, let me explain something to you about emotions. You don't have to take anybody, teach anybody emotions any more than you have to teach them to breathe. Huh. You're going to find some emotions. All of us will find them. And anybody who says they don't have them, I got news for you. They may be able to shut them down. They may be able to hide them for a while. They might be able to lock them into some place. But without dealing with them and recognizing that's a part of life, you're going to find yourself cracking up dying or changing or not being who you ought to be. So the question today is, what does love look like and feel like to my spouse? Okay, we're, we're working with the other person now. And when you learn that, you start to do things to help them. More than likely, and there's only a few cases I ever dealt with where they were both the same, but more than likely that that thing, that activity, that substance that fills your tank is not the one that fills your spouse's tank and vice versa. So if I'm spending my time 
my time learning her love language, learning what fills her emotional tank, then things are going to get better for me automatically. Okay? There's no way I could be in love with someone, truly in love with them, and want the best for them, and not think about their emotional tank. Again, that's a part of what we have to deal with and understand in our relationship of growing in not only uh, our personal relationship with God, Jesus Christ, and then with the individual that we love and our family and then our church and our community and working on these jobs. You've got to understand everything about life deals with relationships. Everything. And that's why so many people are trying to be performance-based. They forgot about relationships. They just want to be stroked and get likes on their social media page and uh, whatever's out there, trying to get something or someone to just treat me, give me some favor, show me some love. They call it love. But really, uh, stroke me, help me. I feel my emotional tank. And the truth of the matter is that can only be done when we can deal with those relationships that are broken. Now, that's going to take God. That's going to take people being mature and putting their emotions to the side for the moment to say, listen, it's important for me to know what's going on here. Now, guys, I've done this before, and I'm going to have to try to do it again another day. But we talked about the rocks and the boulders and the different things that look small and get someone's attention versus those larger things that can kill somebody. And when we don't feel our partner's emotional tanks, finding out, uh, and listen, the best thing about that is discovering it for yourself. Uh, it's good to ask and have those kind of conversations. But if you want to have fun, study her, study him, take time. And this is what I'm saying. God required two things of man, to study the word and to study his spouse, his wife. That's what the word tells us. No one should know your wife better than you. And no one should know your God for your life better than you. And God gives it to you in his word. So you're seeing all these relationship are relationships are tying back to your personal relationship with God, your relationship with your family. And then it goes on and on through church and job and all these other things. But the key the beginning, the foundation is what, what are the needs for my spouse? We're talking about that. So discovering it, getting in some reading in and listening and watching, finding out some activities, things that happen in the home. You may find out some things that make you understand, wow, man, I got to be nicer in this area because I didn't realize how my spouse was treated when they were younger. And now I'm seeing this effect here. So I can help in that area. And sometimes, like we found out in many cases, there are people that come to us because they realize it's bigger than they can handle. And there is nothing wrong with getting counseling. Please, brothers, my brothers, let me talk to you, brothers. Are you listening to me? There's nothing wrong with sitting down with another couple and getting counseling. As one of my great friends says, you don't know everything. <laughs> and you've got to remember that. You don't know everything. And you need some help. 
Uh, you know how we are, guys. We get directions on something in the pack, and we look at the pack and all the screws, and we throw the directions away. And then we start tinkering and pulling and finding out mm, we really need some direction. And then uh, reluctantly, we pull those directions back to ourselves and start looking at them again and say, okay, I got to do something with this. We got directions. We got God's word. We got directions. We got a spouse that loves us. We got directions. We got other couples who've been where you are. We have directions. We can seek God and get help. Don't become another statistic. Don't let your marriage become another one of those that's on the D side. Divorce, separation, uh, troubled. We, can't, we have enough of those. We need to start figuring out gentlemen, how to be the thermostat in the household and let your wife be the thermometer. And you can determine if you want it warmer, turn it up, buddy. If you want it cooler, bring it down. You have that ability. Hey, guys, I got to leave you. But remember, marriage is not a destination. It's a journey of love.